Hi, I'm Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 44 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? you? So, you know, as a parent, as a stay-at-home parent, you try to find your wins in a day. Mm. And so today, my win, it actually ended up happening twice. But I saw Anaya, like, going in the corner over by the bassinet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, she's about to go poop. And I was like, Naya, you got to go poop? And she goes, Yeah. And I was like, well, we're not going to poop in our diaper. And then I was like, come here. Did you already start pooping? So I pulled her diaper and peeked in, and she hadn't started pooping, so I pulled down her pants. But when I pulled down her pants, there was a piece of poop stuck in between her butt crack. Mm. So I ran her over to the toilet and sat her on the toilet, and she pooped in, like, the real toilet. I didn't even have to, like, clean out the whole potty which was nice that's a win that is a win and then later today it happened again i was able to sit her on the toilet so that she could go potty on the toilet so i i'm winning yeah well when she woke up this morning she definitely pooped on herself mm. um yeah and it was everywhere i'm just going through my my little reel of uh security cam footage to see what I can um, pull up. I feel like the kids have some type of, they get a superpower when they're in our bed. And like if, if they start the morning in our bed, then the day goes significantly much more exciting and better for them. Mm. Um, it's rougher for me. <laughs> um, the other morning, Ryan was just on one. He was trying to choke me out and fight and kick. One time, like, I had the baby in my hands, and he wrapped his hands around my neck, but he, like, kind of slowly punched Uzziah. Mm. He's just always, you know? Mm. And then you came downstairs and was helping him make the pancakes, and he's got pancakes on his back. He's got pancakes on his chest, syrup <laughs> on his fingers. And I just look at him like, man, at some point, his glow up is going to be the greatest thing ever. He's going to... You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's already great, but I understand what you're saying. Nah, I don't. I feel like he's got a long way to go just as far as like noticing how his actions prevent other people from being happy sometimes. Mm. But um that considerate that I feel like he's considerable sometimes when it comes to protecting his brother and his sister. Yeah. I was going to say that. But as far as I'm concerned, nope. <laughs> yeah. So Words of affirmation. What are words of affirmation? Words of affirmation are an opportunity for you to let us know what keeps you coming back each week. Why do you keep listening to How Married Are You? What is it that you're getting from How Married Are You that um, is edifying or uplifting or encouraging or inspiring or whatever? Let us know so that we can keep pushing along on this uh, journey. Yeah, and... uh. Words of affirmation can be left on our YouTube. No, not on YouTube. Anchor and uh, through voice memo. Or if you just scroll all the way down to the um, the end of like the show notes, whatever you're listening to this on, you can find the words of affirmation. And uh, or you can also send us a DM 
on what is it? Instagram. Instagram. How married are you? Yeah, Instagram. How married are you? You can send us a DM through that, and then how else can you send it? Oh, our phone number. Our phone number. Leave us a Google voicemail at seven six zero three three five six six four three. And right now we're going to listen to James and those words of affirmation. Hi, Glenn and Yvette. I just wanted to let you guys know that my girlfriend and I love listening to y'all's podcast so much. We admire how vulnerable and honest you are about what it's like to be married and to raise kids especially because we're a young black Christian couple that aspires to be able to do those things one day. I also really appreciated that Yvette responded to feedback that I gave about the podcast really quickly. Appreciated that Yvette responded to feedback that I gave about the podcast really quickly. Please keep putting out the great content through the podcast and Belief in Fatherhood. We'll definitely be watching and listening. All right. Thank you, James, for those words of affirmation. We really appreciate uh, the feedback sometimes. Like even this last episode we put out, some people were talking about how the volume was too loud during the words of affirmation part. And I was sure to turn it down this time. And so uh, that type of feedback is very helpful. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate everything that you guys are sending to us. And yes. All right. So are we going to hop into this topic? We're going to hop into this topic. All right. Are we going to address the elephant in the room? <laughs> all right. Let me just tell y'all. First of all, you're going to see a lot of like um, spit up slobber and stuff because I was trying to put Uzi, like relax Uzi, but he was hungry. Um, and Yvette was putting the kids to bed. And so there's a bunch of slobber all over me. Um, but then. I'm just going to be honest, Yvette and I haven't, like, really been talking lately. We're faking it right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're faking it. I just think we're talking. Yeah, we're just talking. So, there might be an element of coldness, um, like a little bit of a cooler temperature to this podcast, but we are going to try to... Nah, nah. We're just going to continue <laughs> to operate, but we, we're not going to... I don't even know if we're going to discuss anything, but, uh, yeah. Already, this is the most we've talked since Sunday. Today is Wednesday, and this podcast is going to be put out tomorrow on Thursday. But I, I was the one that spoke the last words. Right? I just want to say, like, I was waiting for you to respond since okay. Sunday. But anyway, go ahead. So, um, a few days ago, I put out a poll on Instagram where I asked, what are your preconceived notions of marriage? What were they? What are they? And all that good stuff. And so I'm just going to go through those and we are going to respond to what they were. The first one that, um, I wrote down was we would do everything together. Do everything together. That's cute. <laughs> What does that mean? Like, I think do everything together. Go to the movies. Do extracurricular things together. Um, yeah, let me think. Do everything together. No. Yeah, we don't do everything together. Um, it's not because we don't want to. 
Like, let me think of some things that you like to do that I don't like to do. Dance. Hmm. Well, I like to dance. Okay, we're going to move on. Yeah. Um, but some things are like. I'd like to go to a roller skating rink. Oh, okay. I think it's different when you have kids, as many kids. What was that? I have no idea. <laughs> it was, it wasn't. Wipe it on your chair. Um, no, I don't think that, uh, I, I wouldn't mind going to a roller skating rink. Babe, I've invited you to a roller skating rink and you were like, no. I think you said, um, you want to go to the roller skating rink. You were like, why would we want to just go around in circles? That's exactly what you said. <laughs> Does that sound like something you would say? Definitely sounds like something okay. I would say. Um, but it's like, come on, left turn, left turn, left turn, straight, left turn. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, Bottom line, we don't really do everything together. I don't really know what we do. Like, Glenn what? likes to... Um, you don't know what we do together? We used to do a lot together. We used to. We used to do, like, kayaking. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Um, we used to play tennis all the time. Mm -hmm. Hikes. Mm -hmm. I still like to go on hikes. It's just that when we started to go on the hikes... She's like, oh, let's go on a hike. And then we start walking up, and it was such a beautiful day. And then we get to the top of the mountain. You want to bring up some issue that I have been, like, avoiding addressing. And then, like, the whole time on the way down, like, I have to, we have to discuss, you know, I really think you should go to school or something like that. And so mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah, but I still like to go on hikes with our children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind doing that. <laughs> you don't. I think it was the last podcast you said, I'm allergic to the outside. You don't like doing anything outside. No, no, that's not true. I like doing stuff outside, but I don't like doing stuff when it's super hot outside because I get headaches from outside. Okay, Glenn. Okay. Okay. So the next time I ask for us to go on a hike with the kids, we're going on a hike? Sure. If we if we can plan it like early in the morning and like you know do all the things sure, okay. but I mean it, it, okay it is a lot though you know what I'm saying mm -hmm, see? it's a lot of people mm -hmm. okay. okay I'm down to hike though mm -hmm. let's go hiking okay <laughs> so to answer y'all's question no, no you will not do everything together you will do some things and that's okay i think like i think it's okay that you don't do everything together i think it's valuable to have something that is uniquely yours and that you enjoy for example glenn enjoys playing disc golf i don't really enjoy playing it but i've gone once with him you know just so that i could kind of get an experience of what it's like and i think you went on your birthday yeah yeah you were dressed very, like, cute and had earrings and all that <laughs> stuff. I was like, are you sure you want to do that? Um, Number two, there's a lot. I don't know if we're going to make it through the whole list, but my spouse would make me happy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Jeez. Right? Okay. I mean, but you didn't have to be so enthusiastic about uh, it. But, I mean, think about it. Like, your spouse would make you happy. That is a huge amount of, like responsibility 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 and set up for disappointment yeah you know that is just not going to happen like that and i think that i think that everyone should know that you know mm -hmm. um your spouse you know your spouse is not going to make you happy they might do things that 
you know, support things that you enjoy or um, they might um, add to your happiness, but I don't think they're going to make you happy. They're going the the thing they're definitely going to do is make you upset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because then you don't even know what that stuff is yet because it hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, it could be like, oh, man, why wouldn't you put the dirty clothes in the hamper instead of putting it right next to the dirty clothes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that type of stuff is infuriating when... But you don't know your, you know, you don't yeah. know that stuff is going to irritate you yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The pettiness just comes out of nowhere <laughs> when you're when you're married, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to move on from that one. I think that one's kind of, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, this one was one. I'm going to actually read both of these together because they both came up so often, mm -hmm. like it was repetitive, but this that my sex drive would be as high as my husband it was mostly that it would be as high as my husband and then i would put like spouse yeah. just in case because you know some women have high sex drives and um this part b of that was sex would be a regular occurrence like that we'd always be having it my preconceived notion is that sex would just be a natural thing that happened and it would be in the heat of the moment versus having to be scheduled or talked about like let's we're gonna have sex night you know what i mean like i thought it was just gonna be natural and effortless uh i thought it was gonna be like the movies yeah i don't necessarily i, I don't this is difficult because it's different on a case-by-case -case basis so as far as sex drive would be as high as your spouse's um i don't know I don't know how to like respond to that. Like, what do you think? What do you mean? Like, is that a, sorry, is that like, that's a preconceived notion, but is that something that's like, I don't think, I mean, like for our situation, it was totally different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I think for the majority of the years that we've been married, you were kind of like, what is sex? You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, there there was like something I think you probably desired to do, but weren't really sure about how to mm -hmm. enjoy it or mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so, or even that I was allowed to. Yeah, uh, and then, like I I don't know. I I think that, you know, it being natural. I don't know. I just don't think that is. It could be, you know, it could be two people who are very, like, compatible in that way. And it's like, yo, I'm always ready to go, so just let me know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then other, some uh, other people may be like, ah, I'm, this season I'm going to take off. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not feeling I'm not feeling well, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that these type of things just should be as... I think, you know, what should be natural instead of the occurrence of sex is the conversation. Um, the... You know, talking about sex has to be something that is healthy and that happens on a consistent basis, I feel. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Because, I don't know, I feel like we're always changing. Our desires are always changing. Our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, what makes us feel good changes too. I feel like when I was working out, had a different type of sex drive than I do currently. 
if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. You ready to move on? Yeah. Okay, romance is only important pre-kids. False. Yeah, that's not true. It's even more important after the kids. Even more important. Even more important. Okay. Would you agree? I would agree that it is. It, I, I would agree that it is. <laughs> I would agree that it is more. Um, uh, like it's better. Post kids. Because. Mm, like you understand the sacrifice that mm-hmm. went into it and the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when before, like I would get you flowers and you were before we were married, mm-hmm. or like before we had kids, and it's kind of like thanks, you know, like you appreciate it, but it wasn't like. But I know if I brought you some flowers home today, like you'd probably freak out about that. You mm-hmm. know, it'd make you way. Happier. It just makes you feel seen. You yeah. know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's important. Compromise is 50-50. No. No? I don't think so. What do you think they mean by that statement, though? Like you will sacrifice as much as they will sacrifice? Mm, Okay, yeah. That's not true. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you laughing so hard? Because I just know it's not true. Okay, so what, what what is your example? I don't have any examples. I'm just saying it's not true. Well, you certainly did find it funny. So what is what are your thoughts? No thoughts. I'm just saying like, yeah, sometimes somebody's losing more than the other. I'd say always someone's losing more. I think that I think that your your sacrifice um may be more to you because it's something you're not used to giving up, mm. you know? And the other person maybe sacrificing something else that they're kind of like, yo, I didn't sign up for this, mm. you know? Um, or I think I deserve more support here or, mm. you know? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's 50, 50. It's literally like a hundred, a hundred, like you're going to give up things. Um, you're going to, you're going to give up a lot, you know? Uh, but those like what that actually turns into is just access weight, not really stuff that, may have been needed you know um but you're giving up things in order to love each other so it's like you're both losing maybe 50 percent of yourself to become a new hundred or something like that Mm. maybe i don't know um marriage is eternal what marriage is eternal like I don't think they meant to say eternal. I think they meant to say forever. Um, which, you know, I think that would be a preconceived mo- notion that I had as well. But the more older I am now, I feel like I know better mm. that it's not forever. You got something to tell me or what? Like, what does that mean? I mean, like, I am planning on forever. But I've definitely been a part of some relation, not been a part of relationships, but I've definitely observed some relationships that probably should have ended. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, when you say marriage is eternal, like, I feel like that's, you know, like when you die, you're not going to be married anymore. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your souls are still mm -hmm. separate, you know? Um, yeah, but marriage should, like, I think that when you're getting into marriage, like when you're thinking about marrying someone, like both of you should know whether it's for the long haul or not. And sometimes you think it's for the long haul and then you get in there and you're kind of like, man, like, I don't know if I can take this. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that conversation needs to be had. It's like, hey, I'm not doing well in this area. Or I'm not doing like as long as you can communicate. I think communication is like the key mm -hmm. for most of most for most of the things of that. Because what you need to come into the relationship saying is here are my preconceived notions. I think that we are going to have natural sex all the time and it's going to be. I'm going to always feel like uh, I'm swept off my feet. And then somebody else could be like, nah, that ain't how it's going to go at all. <laughs> or that's not even possible. You know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Like, what's the what's the plan for that? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like everyone should know, like, what their expectations are mm -hmm. so that they can discuss those things. Mm -hmm. Do you think we would have had, I'm not going to say better success, but I'm going to say, like, I think we would have had, I don't know, like, what, what am I trying to say? Like, we would have had. Are you trying to say we would have been more successful if we would have put our preconceived notions out there at first? No, I, I just like the communication about some of the expectations. I feel like would have been something that we could have been like, oh, well, actually, I have I don't know what that means. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it would have allowed us to have a lot more grace with each other in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. You get sick of being around the person all the time. Do you get sick of being around me? I never get sick of being around you. Really? I got sick of being around. Well, it wasn't sick, but it was just kind of like a, it was a, it was a, um, it was kind of like a reality that hit me in the face on our honeymoon like on the third morning when I woke up and I realized he was there, it was kind of like, wow, you really aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Which wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was kind of like, you know, you wake up on your own most mornings and then you're waking up to somebody every morning. It was kind of strange, but it wasn't like a bad thing. It was just different. Yeah. And I would say, I don't think, you know, I, I definitely haven't, you know, get gotten sick of being around you, but I have needed space, mm -hmm. you know, um, and just, but sometimes like I'll, because of, you know, past whatever is like, I feel like I'm not entitled to space because that makes you feel like that I can't like withstand or stay around or something, you know what I'm saying? So instead of leaving when I should go get my space, I'll stay around and just suffer because I don't want you to get the idea that I'm not in it for the long haul or something. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, like, there have been, like, sometimes, like, when I've been, like, yeah, I got to go out of town. Like, I don't want to go because, like, I physically can't go because I feel like I'm going to be gone or miss something or like I don't like to leave you know what I'm saying you know if something happens I want to be here you know but sometimes I should have gone 
or I should always go, you know what I'm saying, to go, like, enjoy myself and, like, do the thing I'm supposed to go do. Do you understand that? I'm just trying to think of a time that you didn't go. Um, I've probably always gone. Yeah. But I feel sick when I go. Like, mm. I, I can't sleep. I get, like, anxiety on the plane. Okay. Well. <laughs> but you got your space. You get more space than I get. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I'll go to London and stay in the hotel the whole time. Well, that's your problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. Okay. Next. I always try to encourage you to get out and explore. Yeah, it's not your fault. I'm saying that I, like, you know, there was a time when I did go and travel. And it was kind of like, it just seems like I'm having the time of my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I felt bad about that. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think subconsciously, like, I don't, like, I'll just do it with Yvette whenever we go. You know what I'm saying? So mm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree that you don't, I don't necessarily get sick of you, but there are times when I just need space to be in my own space. Yeah. Apart from children and apart from husband and just like I'm one of those people that enjoys the quiet and enjoys the nothingness. Like if we are you like to drive in silence, I like to go in a car and just drive in silence or I just like it to be quiet. So, yeah, you don't I don't think you get sick of them, but you might get, you know, just need some space. Um, this person wrote this comment and then I summarized it. So I'll read their comment and then I'll tell you how I summarized it. They said, never want to have my parents' marriage, never wanted to have my parents' marriage. So I thought it was just too risky to embrace. And so I summed it up as my parents' marriage is what all marriages are like. Yeah. Which, um, is intense. When I read that, I was like, I wonder what my kids think about marriage right now. Like, how do they view marriage? I think they'll be able to understand more when they get older. I just think they're, like, really entertained. Like, when we're arguing, you know, and, and we don't argue that much, but when we do, and it's in, like, and they can, they're in earshot, like, they're entertained. They're not, like, scared. Or bored. This weekend when we were arguing, I looked back and Raya was asleep. Yeah, well, that's good. That's because he was tired. He said he was going to go to sleep while in the car. No, he said that on the way, not on the way back. Yeah, but he fell asleep. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I don't think every relationship is like your parents' relationship. Mm -hmm. I think you have your parents' DNA, which is f terrifying. Yeah. Um, And so that can, uh, a lot of their issues may just come up, you know, out of nowhere, you might just notice things like I never even knew I had this expectation, but I remember that yeah. I, I saw my parents do this, and now this is something I think that you should be doing. Like for example, for with me, I thought my I thought well, my, for what I've always observed is my dad was always like, okay, the tires need to be rotated. It's time for an oil change. Like everything involving the car, he handled. On Sunday nights, he'd take the cars and put gas in them, <laughs> and so that was kind of an expectation that I had of Glenn. But I didn't realize that I expected that from him because I had grown up observing my dad do that all the time. And you definitely didn't marry the car guy. And I definitely didn't marry the car. You'd be like, babe, the tires need to be rotated. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So we, 
Did yeah, you your get... your dad taught me how to do an oil, oil change. Oil change, yeah. Like that was like the stipulation before we got married was that we had. I, I don't know if that was a stipulation. That's what he told me. He did. Because mm-hmm. he always took really good care of my car. Or he like was keeping track of, you know, when stuff was supposed to be happening. So I think our parents' marriages give us, or the lack thereof, because I know a lot of people grow up in single parent homes. Yeah. Um, but it does give us kind like we are being programmed whether we want to be or not. And, or maybe we're not being programmed, but we're being, um, uh, we're exposed to things that we can either carry into our marriage or make a pointed effort to prevent from happening in our marriage. Yeah. So, and it's kind of funny sometimes how like you can kind of observe things happening and you there like for example for me like in my house and when growing up my dad was kind of I don't want to I'm well if he hears this he hears it but my dad was kind of the villain and my mom was kind of like the the what's the opposite of the villain the hero um and so like I feel like that's happening where yeah I feel like that's happening here so chocolate baby story time okay. one more time for you uh-oh. This was bad. No. So are you about to talk about Yeah. So yeah, I guess I shouldn't. One of the kids, I'm not gonna say which one, but you get if you if you get it, you get it. They were sick and so they were like throwing up like night after night after night, like three nights in a row. But they kept throwing up on the carpet. So then we put a a bowl next to their bed. And they kept missing the bowl and still throwing up on the carpet. So one night when Yvette wasn't home, this particular child throws, like, I come in the room and he's like, I threw up on the bed and on the carpet. I'm like, man, all right, cool, whatever. He throws up on the bed and on the carpet, but he pees inside of the bowl. It's not funny. I'm sorry. So I said, why didn't you? I said, why did you pee in the bowl? He said, because I didn't feel like getting up. And I was just like, all right, so get your sleeping bag. You're sleeping on the floor in the bathroom because I'm tired of having to clean up after you because you can't get to the toilet fast enough. I was like, there's no reason why. You should have had time to pee in the bowl. I mean, you couldn't throw up in the bowl. Now, it's right next to your bed. But I know, you know, sometimes you, you throw up in, involuntary. Like, it's happened to me before, and I just was on the way to the bathroom, and just, blah, like, all over the place. But three nights in a row, and I just was, I was in my petty, and I just was like, yo, I'm tired of having to do this. And so Yvette comes home, and she's like, why is well, the child sleeping on the bed, on the floor? Don't you think that's a little excessive? I was like, that's my decision. And you wanted to save that child. It was the hardest thing that I, I think I, I deserve some kind of medal though, because all I wanted to do was tell him to get up and go to bed. But I walked up the stairs and I see like this large lump of something on the floor in the bathroom. And then I look harder and I'm like, wait a minute. 
So I turn on the light and I'm like, what's going on? And he explained the situation to me. And I'm just like, so we're just going to put our child to sleep on tile floor. So then I come downstairs to try to like, but mind you, this is the day that Glenn and I got into our little fight or argument. And then, yeah. So anyways, he wasn't really hearing me. I heard you and I understood what you were saying, but I just could not like, I've seen you at your end and I, I would never tell our children to sleep on a tile floor. Okay. But you, I've seen you at your end. I've, and you've done things that I don't think is appropriate. What? Yeah. Like some, some things I wouldn't do. You know what I mean? So I but would that ask for is receipts, your, but I don't know if I want, but that's your decision. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, Hey, mommy's got it. You know, I remember when I would be at home, working with the kids or whatever and you would come home from work and then you kind of be like what what's going on with this and you kind of like just you know mommy enough you know what i'm saying and i feel like that is totally not appropriate you know if i made my decision on something and i was the one the caregiver then that's what's gonna happen you know now you're sitting there talking about oh well, he could have a bad bat bad back and i'm like first of all the child is in between the age of <laughs> two and two and four two and eight and you you uh you don't get a bad back from one night on a, on the top. Babe, tile. kids get bad backs and bad knees and legs and all kinds of stuff. Well, guess what? He won't do. All right, he so won't do it again. Moving I on. My whole point was we got the the good parent, <laughs> we got the good cop and the bad cop routine going on, and I really don't want to be like that because the kids, I will literally be like fussing at the kids, and all I see is them looking over my shoulder for their dad. I'm like, dude, I am scary. You're not. <laughs> but I want. Why do you want to be scary? And you know what? I don't want to be scary, but I want to be some kind of intimidating. Like you want your children to have a healthy amount of fear of you, and I don't think my children have any kind of fear. I don't think fear is necessary. I think respect is it. Mm, well, I don't think the kids are scared of me as much as I get violated. They're not scared of me. <laughs> That's true. They're not scared of you. But uh, okay. I think I follow through on my word, except yes. with except with Anaya. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. <laughs> well, hopefully she never hears this. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, that I won't feel or be alone. That's mm. not true. That's not true at all. You feel alone sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're not connected, when you're not talking, or when you're upset. You feel alone, you know, when one person is taking care of the kids and the other person isn't, you feel alone. When other, one person's bringing home all the income and, like, bearing the weight of that side, you feel alone. Um, I think we've felt alone in every season, mm-hmm. even before we had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, when you feel unheard, you feel alone because mm-hmm. you feel like you're, you're speaking and no one's hearing you, you know. Um, I remember when Yvette was wanting to go on her trip to Big Sur and we were staying at our aunt's, our aunt and uncle's house. And I know she felt alone. Mm-hmm. And to make her feel even more alone, she has to get out of the car and I let her out. <laughs> Not in front of the house, y'all. Three doors down. <laughs> I can't believe you let me out of the car when you were on your way somewhere. I was like, you said you wanted to get out. You think I'm gonna kidnap you? No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to jail. Yeah. I could cry at that statement because... You, yeah, you just feel alone sometimes. 
and it's not um I don't know if it's necessarily like the other person's fault or anything like that. I just think it is the seasons that we walk through and the fact that um, there, the fact that we just won't always understand each other. And sometimes we have to bear the weight of that. Um, We can seek to understand each other. There are ways to do that, but it still will take time. So there's still that moment that we have to feel alone. Yeah, and sometimes when you tell the person, like, man, I feel like I'm alone and you don't understand, and the person will go, okay. And that's it, you know? It doesn't get better. It, it you know, at some point, it does get better over years. Like, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like, that's why it is for, you know, somewhat of a lifetime, but, like, you learn how to recognize someone's patterns and what are some of the things that are mm-hmm. going to trigger mm-hmm. loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of that, I feel like a part of, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, why I've decided to go with ahead with the vasectomy um, is because I recognize patterns and I'm not trying to go through those patterns again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I know that you feel alone, but I do too. You know what I'm saying? So we're both on like these two islands and you know. Next one. Yeah. <laughs> Communication would be easy. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how you read that one. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, like communication is not easy. It depends on so like I feel like I feel like I communicate well. In my form of communication, which is audible, like talking. You know what I'm saying? She communicates better through the written word. But I don't like to read. And I don't know if you can handle keeping up with my level of conversation. And so communication could be easy if you guys spoke the same language, you know. Mm -hmm. But some people don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily the language, it's communicate the same way. Is that what you're trying to say? We speak the same language. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously I I can read, but, you know, are we going to take the time to do that? You know, am I going to learn to speak in your way? Mm-hmm. And are you going to learn to speak in mine, you know? Yeah. Communication is not easy. And and this here's a prime example. Mm-hmm. Yo, um, I'm going out with the homie. Well, I told you I'm going somewhere tonight. No, you didn't. I put it in a calendar. Like <laughs> you wrote it down in a calendar, but you didn't tell me. Because it gets you get a notification every time something's added to the calendar. Right, right. But I get a lot of notifications. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> look how many missed texts I got. Babe, we don't have to talk about that or you know. 367. Anyway. So go ahead. Um, My wife would be the only one cooking dinner for us. Nah, homie. <laughs> Who said that? That goes into our gender roles episode, which I don't remember what number that is, but. It's like number two. It was early on. Yeah, um. I mean, I feel like 
if you find a woman that loves to cook, then cool, that's good for you. But uh, I don't know a lot of, I don't know that that's going to be the case, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless she's like, yo, I love to cook. I'll cook, you know, I'll meal prep, I'll do the da-da-da. Then cool. But like, that is, that even can be very someone, unhealthy. I was going to say, even if someone really enjoys cooking. That's still a lot of pressure. That's still a lot of work to expect for them to do. Like, I was just, <laughs> sorry. Never mind. I was just, I, I'm going to say it. I was just thinking this tonight. I was like, we need to really come up with a schedule because even if like it's just Glenn has a night to do dinner and it's just me not thinking about it, like having to think about dinner, even if he chooses to order takeout or whatever, I'm totally fine with that. I just sometimes want not to have to think about what everybody's going to eat. And it's probably because I'm continually... um cooking different meals for my kids when I should just force them all to eat one, the same thing. But we don't need to get into that. Yeah. Cause I probably more be like, yo, this is what I'm cooking. And if you're not going to eat it, then you're just not going to eat. And that doesn't work. You know, that doesn't really work well, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, this one we kind of have talked about, I forget which episode it was, but, um, being in love is enough. Being in love is enough? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You were the one that said that. and I, I said being in love was enough? No. Oh. You were the one in the episode before when we talked about it. I don't remember which episode it was, but you said something like, no, it's not. <laughs> and I think that I had romanticized being in love so much so that I thought it was enough. But it does take a lot of work and effort and care to be married and so i can love glenn but if he doesn't necessarily see that love followed through with action then it's not enough to carry us through yeah i don't think i think love is love is only a word that describes what you're willing to do you know and so therefore you need to do something you know, and it's not like I have to, pr- I often feel, you know, like I have to prove my love. Mm. You know, you, I make you feel like that. Um, do you make me feel that I need to prove my love? I don't think you make me feel that way. I think you've said things that kind of made me be like, well, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do believe that. I feel like I had to prove my love to you, especially when it became like, you know, what job was I willing to work to make money? That was like, well, I'll do anything for you. Okay, well, go do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think that's reciprocal. Like, I don't think you've had to do things to prove your love to me. I think that's the, like, that goes back to the whole like love and respect thing. But do you think you've had to? Mm-hmm. I would not say so. Okay. Not in a way that's like, you know, if you don't do this, then I don't think you love me. And so I've made you do that? 
I feel like I felt that way, yeah. Because I was like, yo, I don't want to work at this spot. I want to work at somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? And then it was kind of like, yo, like, you don't get to choose. Like, you shouldn't work where you want to work. But at the same time, like, we, you got to do something, you know? Yeah, I wasn't about to just, I mean, at that point, we didn't have any children. And so it was like, dude, you're not just going to hang out at home while I go to work every day. I was working on music, following my dreams or someone else's dreams, but I was doing something. <laughs> Okay. All right. Can we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Um. Ooh, this one is a good one. Husband has to make more money than me to be the head of the family. Uh, that is really cool that you know that you want it like that. Oh, I think it's a preconceived notion. I don't know if they necessarily still actually. You know, we should have asked. Are you seeing? Like, are you married or non-married? That would have been interesting to. Well, I think that, I think, you know, this is something that I've heard a lot of women say. Like, if you're going to be running the house, you're going to have to make more money. Otherwise, I'm... I think I'm it's... I don't... Look, really? You've I, heard yes. women say that? Yes, I have. Hmm. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a... um, uh, Like, something we've been... It's like one of those stereotypes of marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, the husband's supposed to be taking care of the car and doing fixing things around the it's house it's a gender role it's a gender role and so i don't know if it's necessarily something but yeah i don't know because money doesn't equate leadership there's mm. a lot of hey man there's a lot of fools making a lot of money hey man who can you know bring home you know two three hundred k but they treat. can't lead a group of men or lead a group of anything. Or you know treat their wife like crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, in order, like, I don't know if that equates to mm -hmm. leadership. So, um, but I respect whoever said that because that is a hard thing for, like, people would think that but not be able to communicate that. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that you think, you know, and mm -hmm. you find a man who is willing to be down with that, you know what I mean? And it, But it's like, oh, she made... Uh, you know, fifty two thousand. I only need fifty one, so I gotta. Oh my this gosh. year she's leading. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here with all that. But, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of drama. I, I <laughs> let me know how you're doing in a couple of years. Send an email in. Let us know if you found someone. Uh, because that'd be interesting to know how that life is going. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna only read a couple more. Because we're getting. Yeah, we're at oh. the point. Yeah. Um, so this one says we would be on the same page for at least the big things. That's kind of hard because I don't know what the big things are. The big things would be vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you not on the same page? I feel like we were in agreement about it the most part. I'm totally in agreement about the vasectomy. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't expecting that I wouldn't be able to cope, like prepare for it. Uh -huh. You kind of just like, you're like the vasectomy is happening now. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be happening down the road. Yeah. I feel like I told you several times that, that you were... after you had the baby, that that was like the first thing I was going to be doing. Mm, I no. was I was expecting that while you were healing, I was. Wow. Yeah. So what you thought 
I thought what? I thought we weren't going to have any more kids. For sure. Right. But yeah, see, like that's not a for sure thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, when we do engage, there isn't any type of like guard or stipulation or stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah. So how were you planning on not having kids without certain type of things in place? Or was it just something you just were going to like, if God, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm totally done. And I believe you are too, at least at this moment from what I can gauge. Okay. But I was just giving you an example of a big decision of big things. Yeah. But you are on the same page. You're just reading slower than me. Same page. No, we're in the same book. I'm on chapter one. You're on chapter 10. First of all, you're on chapter four. What? On chapter four. Let's oh. just say we're on chapter okay. nine, page 40. Okay. Chapter nine, page 40. Ninth year, four <laughs> kids. Okay. And... I'm just almost, I'm ready to turn the page on a chapter and you're still like, I love this part. Okay. You know? And so, but we are on the same page. You do not, you have communicated to me. We have both said that we wanted four kids total. We did. In the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that was what I we got agreed upon. Kids. You mm -hmm. got your four kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, how life looks right now and... You know, I like to, you know, I feel like we both agree. That, yeah, it's time. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I understand that you're like, oh man, this is too soon. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if we wait any longer, then we're going to get pregnant again. Okay. So, but I do feel like we're on the same page. But I don't know what to do. So, yeah, you you probably won't be on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in the same chapter. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't make it to the same page. Maybe somebody will slow down. so you <laughs> <laughs> Or somebody can skip a few pages and get up to speed on what was agreed upon. Okay. So, um, I think that, which one do you want me to read? This one? This it one? gets boring. Marriage gets boring. I mean, I, it depends on what type of life. Like, if you marry someone who's boring, mm -hmm. and it will What's be boring. What's that saying? Oh. There are no bored people, just... Something. Like, you're boring. Like, something. Yeah. I gotta look it up. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to say this last one because I just think it's a good note to end on. But... It says it takes hella work and that is hella true. <laughs> yes, it takes a lot of work. So, yeah, um, as far as the work aspect, um, it's, I mean, that's light. To say it's work is light. You know, I think it's more than work. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like college courses failing courses and going to summer school and retaking exams and studying and getting tutoring. Like it's, it's a lot. Mm. Like it's hard just to say that it's work. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally like, 
Mm. I'm supposed to love you into heaven. Mm. And the depth of that statement, um, you know, it just can't be summed up with saying that it's hella work. You know, it's, it's, it's very challenging, you know, even to love someone to that point, they have to be willing to be loved and, um, you know, to teach someone how to love them, you know, um, and be patient. And so, you know, on certain things you agree on certain things you don't agree in certain things. Like, I mean, even through this past year, we've been through a lot. You know, what we agree to do, what we don't. Um, and it's crazy how the same emotions come back every year, regardless of what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, last year we were talking about the trip to Tennessee. I had the same amount of, like, hurt that you probably have about the vasectomy right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we didn't go to Tennessee. Oh, I was going to say same amount of hurt I have about the vasectomy because I feel like we were both pretty much on board. But I wanted to kind of like throw you a bone and let you live. But um, I don't. I just really don't understand. What the, can we talk about this or do you want to? I plan to talk about it. When after the vasectomy? No. And my when you ask me a question. Oh, babe, how married are you? <laughs> You're ready to stop it now. <laughs> I'm so married that yesterday, was it yesterday? Yesterday, I... That is loud. I know, but... Okay, everybody, I'm opening up a bag. I didn't want Glenn to see what was in the bag yet. So, sorry, I'll stop. Okay. So yesterday, I realized... Yesterday was my last appointment with my midwife and it was, it was strange. Like it was my last appointment. I'm about to cry. Oh gosh. Uh, okay. No crying. It was my last appointment with my midwife and I walked out of there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is my last time. Like having a six week checkup after having a baby. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't, I, and I know that you probably think it's so silly. I don't even know why I'm so emotional about it. I don't think it's silly. But there's like an emotional, like, um, there's an emotional thing. I don't know what's happening to me. And I don't, I don't even want to just blame it on hormones. I think it's like, I think it's like a, um, I think it's like losing a relative or something. <laughs> I know that you think I'm silly. Um, gosh, this thing is so close. I need tissue. Anyway. No, anyway, yeah. no, just I'll use my shirt. I have tissue right in the back. Oh, you have tissue? I think so. Um, I don't want to be insensitive to anyone who has experienced loss of a loved one. Because I know that that is a whole different type of grief. But I do feel like um, I do feel like I'm losing someone or something. And I don't really know. I don't really know how to explain it because I'm just not good with words. And to be honest with you, like sitting down with a pen and paper is something that I really need to get back into. I've been telling myself that for a while. 
but that is how I process my thoughts and emotions. And so um, I feel like that's just what I need to do. I've been wanting to sit down and write Glenn a letter. The funny thing is that he was saying that earlier to try to talk me out of it. I don't want to. And that's the thing that I'm trying to explain to you. I don't want to talk you out of the vasectomy. I just want more time to like close this chapter or come to terms with the fact that like you're getting a vasectomy. Yeah. That's cutting off your sperm count or whatever. Or I don't know what a vasectomy actually is, honestly. But it's cutting you off, but it's also cutting me off. Like, it's not just something that's affecting you, but it's something that's also affecting me and my ability to reproduce. And I'm not trying this, like, in in all honesty, I don't think that I need to have more children. I'm totally open to adoption. I know you're not. And I don't know, and I'm not saying that we will adopt if you're not on board or whatever, but, um, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, I feel like I have reached capacity, and so I don't need to have more children. However, I'm not ready to just cut it off right away. And I know that doesn't even make sense to you in your head, but for me, I need time to get to where you're at where it's like oh let's just snip them and then the situation's fixed so anyway um I'm so married that yesterday after my appointment because I really did have like some kind of freak out moment um I was like okay let me just figure out something so I was like okay Glenn and I hadn't been talking so I was planning on apologizing I was planning on trying to talk to him yesterday and I felt like I apologized on Sunday but I guess I didn't apologize (laughs) in a way that was appropriate like or that was you know like sometimes you get an apology and you're like that was not what I wanted and I think that's what Glenn no what's happening it wasn't an apology it was like I'm sorry but Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, that's not the type of apology I wanted. It just was like, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, so I got him some things <laughs> and I was planning on it. Like with each item, I was planning on writing a letter like writing some kind of note that went with each item to kind of explain, you know, what it was supposed to be about. Um, which one is this one? Hold on. Sorry, guys. Um, so the first one was a pair of boxers <laughs> that have shamrocks on them to say, that I know I'm lucky to have you. Oh, that's like, thank you. Like, I really do love you, and I never want to, like, make you feel disrespected in private or in public. Um, like, or even when it comes to decisions that we make, because I know that, um, like, our argument was about a decision that we made and how that decision was going to be utilized, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I didn't want to make him feel um, unvalued or unimportant in um, what the decision that we made. I don't even know if I'm making sense right now. You guys are probably like, what's happening? She's talking in code. But yeah, it specifically pertains to what we what happened. Yes. Yeah. So this is basically me saying, like, I'm lucky to have you like you made something happen that I really wanted to happen. And I'm not trying to, like, take that for granted or not see how you would, are important in that decision. So that's what that was. Thank you. And then um, this I got him a T-shirt. <laughs> That says, I know, I know, I'm awesome. Let's not make a big deal out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was my thing to say, like, babe, like, I just like reproducing with you. Like, we make great human beings. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, awesome people should come from awesome people. So, anywho, that was just, I was just trying to be a little silly. You're making me sad. I'm not. I'm sorry. And then I got him because he's a five hour energy uh, dude. He's not a coffee dude. So I got him some five hour energy, but not just regular five hour energy, extra strength, five hour energy um, to say, like, dude, we can do this. Like, <laughs> you just need a little more energy. We can do what? We can we can raise four children and maybe mm. more or whatever. Oh, oh my. <laughs> We got this. Like, we really do. Like, we're doing great. I know. Honestly, I know. I'm not trying to say that we should have more children. I'm just saying, like, here's a little extra strength to get you through the next few months that I'm asking you to wait to Mm. have a vasectomy. And then here is some information on this was the fourth thing. So do you guys get it? One, two, three, four. Birth control pamphlet. Yeah. This is some, like, I definitely don't like condoms. But there are other options out there. Pull out game. Pull out. (laughs) Um, That. And so this is a brochure. There's a couple of different brochures. This is the one that I think I'm mostly interested in. Um, But these are a couple of brochures about birth control options that we have. In the meantime, while Yvette comes to terms with the fact that you're going to cut her off completely. So this was my... Like I had a whole This is very nice thing that I had situated, but I didn't have the guts to talk to you yesterday. I don't know what happened yesterday, but there these days have just been I haven't really yeah. So this was my This is very sweet. Like I really appreciate it. Like um I really appreciate it. Uh I don't really know um um so i get um like anxiety attacks mm-hmm. and what i do is i try to so that's happening so <laughs> what's happening is i'm trying to take deeper breaths as if i'm drowning mm-hmm. and i'm trying to i'm like gasping for air because i don't um know what to do with this mm-hmm. uh, and what i do you want to know what i'm asking you to do with i that? understand what you're asking me you're what asking am i me asking to, uh cancel the appointment and wait i'm not postpone. asking you to cancel it i'm asking you to reschedule it okay <laughs> you're asking me to reschedule it um 
Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I it's very interesting that you're asking me here. We're finally talking. It hasn't felt like the right time. And so tonight as I was walking in here, I was like, I think I'm just going to do it when he asked me how married I am. Um, and you don't have to answer right now. Like, you can, babe, how married are you? You know, I really, um, I really loved when um, Anaya was kind of able to be on her own for a little bit and she was chasing us around the gym and we were working out together. Mm -hmm. I I feel like every time we have a kid it it pauses growth mm. and it puts us back into a season of uh like survival and steady steady guys wait guys wait mm -hmm. everyone stay still that's that's not you know what I'm saying um and you know for me I, I I honestly believe that like we are done, you know, having kids. Not so much because I want to be in control, but I'm watching you and I know what you can take. And I'm I'm kind of concerned, you know, um just about like you know your well-being um not that I not that I know what's best for you, but you know, when we do lament, we often talk about, you know, where we're at, you know, and the fact that we, like, the position we're in, you know what I'm saying? Like, how it's hard to go on date nights. It's hard to, and I miss you. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't understand. I, and I understand you need time. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's obvious. I get it. Um... I don't really know what postponing it's going to do. It's going to give me time. But like, I feel like I've, I've been talking about this. Yeah, babe. But I a long time. also just had a child like mm -hmm. seven weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to help you understand. I, and I, I feel no, like, don't. I feel like it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, you don't got to get it, but get it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like one of those, like, yeah. And so. I'm saying make it a new year, new you type situation. Oh, my gosh. You want to wait until New Year's? I think when Uzi is six months old, that's a really good time. I think it's going to give us enough time to forget about how we're feeling. And. It's going to, you know, you know, I don't, and, and this is the, you know, you know, when, um, I was home with the boys and I was like, I'm not doing well. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to tell you, mm -hmm. but you weren't hearing me. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm living that. You're living that you're not doing well still. Right. And I'm not hearing you. Right. No, I really hear you. Yeah. This time I hear you. Okay. So why aren't you listening? I am listening. Okay. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying please wait. Okay. So are you going to set the date? Yes. I don't, I mean, I don't definitely don't think we need to wait until January. 
but uh, I feel like this is just going to keep keep getting postponed. And if we do have another child, like, not that I won't love the child or whatever, but I am terrified of, like, how we'll be able to manage and will we be able to survive and thrive. I'm tired of surviving. And I feel like we've been in that season of, like, okay, we need a bigger house and we need a bigger car and we need this. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, finally. And it's like, oh, we got to make more room, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like a lot of people around. And now we need people to help us manage our children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. To be continued. <laughs> Babe, how married are you? Um, I'm so married that I communicate my true feelings despite how they make you feel. Um, I try to be honest with you in, in, in a way that you can understand, but at the same time, like, I don't want, I don't want to be in a position where you know, I feel like we can't, we won't make it, you know, and I know my limits, and so, you know, I feel like I'm married enough to tell you that, and I'm gonna be sad too, do you believe that, no? I do not. Yeah, I'm going to be sad, too. I believe that's when you're going to be like, okay, let's have everybody over. Let's have some cakes and ice cream. Let's celebrate. Let's... I mean, best believe I'm going to be excited. You know, but, like, it's not something to be shamed or, like, upset about. I'm not trying to make you feel any shame. Do you feel like I'm putting shame on you? I feel like you're upset that I'm going to be happy. And that is exactly what's happening. I don't know that I'm upset. I, I You're going to be relieved, Wait, are you going to be happy, happy? I, I'm going to be, I, I hopefully, like, after the pain goes away, I'm going to be like, yes, this was a good decision. And if we, and if babe. God, and, and if God wants to impregnate you again, he'll do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, it's not, it's like 99.9. There's a percentage that you, it can happen. There's some type of percentage that it can happen again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's happened out there before. Mm-hmm. If it has happened, I'm curious to know if anybody got paternity tests. <laughs> DNA testing because and that's wait no we're not done what I'm just saying that yeah I feel like uh there should be some type of like I just don't understand what, what we're doing here I really don't I feel like we were so on board we were so your mom was trying to pitch in we've been talking about this for a very long time babe I'm telling you that I'm not against the vasectomy I think you're making a very wise decision thank you for not asking me to get my tube tied my tubes tied or whatever however I need time to process this have you ever needed time to process something I don't I don't nothing works on my time I didn't I didn't I, I need a time have you ever wished you had time of to course process something? you want to know when I wished Lord Jesus, here we go. When you said you're going to quit your job and I said, I just need a year. <laughs> Please give me time to process this. And you just stop looking for Babe, a job. But, yeah. And so you want to know what happened? I got into, I got on board and I got into gear and it kicked my butt. It kicked your butt into gear. Yeah. What are you trying to kick my butt into gear up for? Nothing. 
I don't need to be kicked into gear. Yeah, you do. Like, we, it's certain things that you want to accomplish and things you want to do. And if you're pregnant, you cannot do that. I'm not telling you that I want to be pregnant anymore. I'm saying I just need you to give me time to come to terms. Sometimes when I'm trying to pull out, you hold on. I can't on. have any more children. Sometimes when I'm trying to it, stop. That is TMI. But it happens. So what? See? <laughs> Some BS, man. Why can't you have the the same whatever that you have about this vasectomy during those moments? Because your your mind is all flustered. Mm. It doesn't go that way. And you know what it is. Stop acting like that. All right, Jesus. Lord. And. I'm not saying it. Oh, my gosh. You say it. By myself? It's we. It's I, not an I. I. And that's, that's just, just how, how married, married we are. are.